Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Authentic Messengers. My name is Catherine Van Wetter and I will be your host today. Every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, I have been interviewing different authors for my new book, Life Sparks. All of these interviews will be archived, so if you miss one, you can go to www.blogtalk forward slash authenticmessengers.com. Please also visit us on our Facebook page, Authentic Messengers, and leave a comment, thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever you want to leave. We would love to hear from you. And actually, I am starting to interview different people on the show other than authors, so it's been exciting to expand the parameters of the show. So if you or anyone you know would be interested in offering um, your time to be on the show, you can again go to AuthenticMessengers.com and put in your application for that. would love to hear from you. And it's exciting to say that our life, our life Sparks book that came out a few weeks ago got first our bestseller on Amazon. So if you have an opportunity to order one on Amazon or you can also go to Authentic Messengers to um, purchase one as well. Today, I'm really excited to be interviewing Dan Saya. Dan is Chief Innovation Officer at Positive Media Ventures. He's owner of Alden Global, which is an online technology company providing managed services to online businesses, and a personal and business coach for adults with ADHD or parents of children with ADHD. Dan is married to his wife, Allison. They've been married for over six years. He's a father to a son and a daughter and a stepfather to two stepsons. He's been described as a jack-of-all-trades from fixing websites to fixing cars. You'll never know what you might find him doing. So here you are doing this, Dan. Welcome to the show today. Thank you, Catherine. I appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, here I am. Here you are. So I love it, you know, with you outwardly coming to say that you're ADHD. And I wondered, how has that journey been for you? And how does it feel to actually label or say that you have ADHD? Well, I think for me, Catherine, it's quite different than for a lot of uh, adults nowadays who are diagnosed with ADHD. I was diagnosed at you know, right around seven years old. And that was back, you know, um, late, late 70s, right, when they were just finding out really what attention deficit was. You know, there wasn't really an understanding just yet of, of really what it was, what it all, all, all was about. So I've been living with it for a long time, but it is over, you know, over the past few years is that adults are really starting to get more and more diagnosed with ADHD and it really impacts their lives both positively and negatively because now all of a sudden they understand the impact of their world around them. They know why these things in their lives have been such a struggle for them when before they didn't understand it at all. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, living with it this as long as I have an understanding understanding it is has been you know has over the years has been uh, has allowed me 
should I say, to uh, to grow with it, if you will. Where I think for some nowadays, it's not as easy once they, you know, they initially find out about it. I'm curious, was it your, was it your, excuse me, was it your parents or was it school that started seeing, for lack of another word, red flags? Or um, was it you that was feeling frustrated? How did it come about that a diagnosis was even made? Well, it really was uh, school. I believe it started off with school. You know, uh, the the lack of attention in school, not being able to sit still, even some uh, you know temp- temper tantrums and things of the such were really uh, really started. Uh, the, how should I say? I guess the the faculty started to notice, this. and you know they brought it to the attention of my uh, my parents, and you know, then I I began testing and doing some other things, and uh, that's when you know I was diagnosed with uh, ADHD. Did they in and working with you back then? Did they? automatically put you on medication to help with it or did they tailor the classroom so that it was more conducive to your style of learning? Well, I think, uh, you know, back then it was a challenge because it was still uh, a a fairly new diagnosis. And so I, you know, I was on, I did start, I remember, you know, I started Ritalin, which is still a very common uh, drug given for ADHD nowadays, um, but you know they did. They tried to tailor as best as they could in the classroom. I remember having to do journals daily and um, some other, you know, some other things in the classroom that would, uh, you know, kind of try to keep me focused. Um, but it it was definitely a challenge for for them back then. Yeah. Well, what have you seen as you've as you've gotten older and it's been with you? Because several several questions came out as you were doing the description. One, you being more apt, I'm sure, to be able to cope, for lack of another word, with your ADH um, symptoms or diagnosis. And two, that more you sense that more adults have been diagnosed with it. So to back up, the first question is. How um, could you answer the first question I had with with how you're dealing with it and and have you do you continue to use medication for it or how has your whole experience with having ADHD formed your life and um, your movement forward? Sure. Uh, well, how do I deal with it? Well, it's it's a it's a struggle daily. Uh, not just for myself, but it's a struggle for anyone that's around me. Uh, and that's just being honest. You know, ADHD, um, and I'd like to clarify just a couple things when it comes to ADHD. I think a lot of people were familiar with the term ADD, uh, which was mm-hmm. attention deficit disorder. Well, about, I think it was, what was it, three or four years ago, they changed that, and I just want people to be aware of that. They changed it to where ADD was the overall diagnosis, and ADHD was actually a diagnosis under ADD. But now it's one diagnosis of ADHD that has three 
different levels underneath it. The one level is predominantly inattentive. Uh, the other level, uh, another level is the hyperactive impulsive. And then you have a combination of both. both. So mm -hmm. what you might notice is, you know, somebody just might be just inattentive. They're not necessarily hyperactive or you not necessarily can't sit still. Uh, they just, they have trouble focusing sometimes. So that's going to be your inattentive uh, ADHD. Now, I have a combo. I have the hyperactive with the inattentiveness. So for mm -hmm. me, back to your question, how do I deal? Uh, yes, I do daily. I take uh, I do take Adderall daily. Um, mm -hmm. Adderall is a, a it's a drug that is prescribed for you know people with ADHD. Um, uh, there's a lot of different ones out there, and you know I don't want to. I'm not definitely not recommending any one for another because what I can tell you is I have gone through many different uh, ADHD drugs to try to find the right one that works for me. Because I and can so tell you from it. I'm sorry. Yeah, you no, know, that's okay. I can tell you from experience that there's definitely not one drug out there for all ADHD. It, it's based on your body chemistry and how you react and even some of what you feel like on that drug. So Adderall, I've found, has worked the best for me, for me on a daily basis. You know, day. it's, it's interesting because I, I've, I've been trained as a counselor. I have a master's in social work. And so when I was in graduate school, we did different classes on um, depression and ADHD and ADD. And I remember the quandary of being able to figure out a correct diagnosis between ADD or ADHD because the drugs that are given for each are different. And I thought I heard, or maybe this was just in the past, that ADHD is something very rarely, at least years and years ago, was a, a psychiatrist or um, a psychologist able to accurately diagnose ADD and ADHD to be able to tell the difference and wondered if you gave a, a little bit of a description of of the difference between the two, but did you find that in the beginning they thought you had, let's say, ADD, and then as you grew older it turned more into ADHD, or was it always known that you had ADHD? It was always known that I've had the hyperactive part, to be honest. Um, I've always been one of the, you know, one of the ADHD people that, that, you know, I don't sit still, I'm always on the go, I'm, you know, I'm always doing something. And uh, so that was, you know, that was pretty much from the get-go, they knew that. Um, but you're right, though, it, it can be, sometimes it can be difficult to, to diagnose, especially in children, because, you know, children are, you know, just in, inherently, they want to get up, they want to play, they want to move, you know, move around. So, it's sometimes difficult for a doctor to maybe tell, you know, whether that child has the hyperactive part of ADD or not. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, I think, uh, you know, I think we're, we're still learning a lot about the disorder. 
and it, I think it can be difficult for them to to figure it out. So, but for me, they kind of always knew. And it's like I said, you know, you had asked, how do I deal with it? Uh, you know, daily, it is. It really is daily. It's a struggle. Uh, you know, you got to know and. Even when you do know, even when you know, you know, you're diagnosed with it and you do take your medicine and there's still, it's still, you know, misplacing things and uh, forgetfulness and impulsiveness and all of the things that really come along with ADHD. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because I'm going to play, I, I tend, even though I'm trained as a counselor, I tend to go a lot towards wanting to know what root causes are and to go towards alternative. While I also recognize pharmaceuticals definitely have their place, but just curious as to, as a question, do you think that I know that children, children and everyone have different ways of learning. Um, Some need to move around, some get bored, some may be highly sensitive so that they're real sensitive to their environment. And wondering if you've noticed with with the research you've done and also in your own noticings that because of the lack of exercise, for instance, in many classrooms, you know, that seems to be something of the past where there were actually PE classes and where kids were encouraged to exercise or that kids who tend to be very smart get bored and so they get fidgety and, you know, finding ways to be able to alter the school environment or the classroom environment to again fit the way a child's learning style is and wondered if any of what I said has you found or um, if it doesn't seem accurate. No, no. And, uh, you know, I think for me, you you kind of touched on a a subject for me that is uh, very uh, near and dear, to be honest. Uh, one of the things that I've found, I've worked in, uh, I've worked in schools and uh, worked with, uh, worked in elementary schools and stuff. And I've found that even today, with the way that we are, we we even understand ADHD. The challenge, I, I don't think that teachers or faculty in the schools are still instructed or uh, taught how to deal with children that have this disorder, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I heard, I'm sorry, keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You No, no, that's okay. Um, It it got real quiet, so I just want to make sure I didn't lose you. Um, I think, and the challenge I think that we have is understanding that you know, these children, when, when I worked in a school, I would see, I would see a child sitting out in the hall, let's say we're talking about fourth grade children, you know, because maybe they, you know, they got up and walked around or they couldn't focus and they were being quote unquote disruptive in class. And I could, I can, I can pick out a child with ADHD, you know, very far away. (laughs) And, you know, for me, it's, I, I do understand that you can't always you know, you have 25, as a teacher, you have 25 kids in your classroom that you also have to teach. But 
for me, when, when you look at a child with ADHD, you know, really all they need is something to focus on. And if you take them out of that situation and maybe give them something else to do, bring their focus back, give them something else to do, and then put them back in that situation. I, and I've seen it many times. I think if, if you do that, that you'll find a lot of times it fixes the, the problem. Talk to them, find out what, what is, what's wrong. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we think, we think differently. We, we feel differently. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things that, that go on in our minds on a daily basis that we're constantly, our minds are constantly in motion. So we need to, you know, teachers, I think, need to understand that, you know, in the classroom. So mm-hmm. you know, for, I, I think you're right on point there with, you know, we need to, you know, there's there's a lot of things more that I think we could understand and, and work with children because I'll tell you, Catherine, you know, ADHD has a lot of good that could come out of it is nurture it correctly. Right. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm prim- looking for. Your prime example was Michael Phelps. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, Michael Phelps has ADHD. I mean, he, he's a prime example of what can, what could happen, you know, with when you foster and when you hear and listen to his story on how his mother really did foster his ADHD to the point of where he is now, it's amazing. And I want to, I want to go to talk about, um, I want to go to talk about the good, the bad, and the amazing. And I just have a couple more points that I wanted to put, bring out to have more discussion about. One is, do you, do you sense that the practicing mindfulness of being one pointed attention to and I know I'm simplifying and I, and I apologize for the simple simplification of it. I know that I had a son growing up who was diagnosed with dyslexia and I also am highly sensitive, which in and of itself has, could be diagnosed with many different things, but wondered if the practice of mindfulness dealing with kids who have symptoms of ADHD if you found with the work you've done, if that's helped them, because you talked about being focused on something and bringing in mindfulness or one pointed attention. Have you found that that's been helpful for them? What I, yeah, what I, what I can say about that is, um, you know, one of, one of the things I, I can relate to, or, you know, talk on is years ago, I was a, uh, um, I was a, a den leader for a Cub Scout pack. And we had a boy, there was a boy who, who was, without a doubt, had ADHD. And, you know, one of the things I found is, you know, he would he would act up or, you know, he would get very hyper and not want to listen or... So what I'd do is I would, I would literally get down at his level. I would bend down or stoop down at his eye level and talk to him and say, tell me what's going on. What can I do to help you? You know, tell me what's bothering you and just talk to him for a minute. Sure, did it take the focus away from everything else or everybody else for, you know, five minutes? Absolutely. But what it what I found is and what it did was 
after doing that a couple times, that child respected me a lot more and wound up not necessarily acting up a lot. He would just come to me and ask me a question if something bothered him. He would come to me before he got upset or or um, wound up, if you will, and he would you know say, hey, you know, Mr. Say, can and we do this or can we do that? And then if, you know, if we couldn't, I'd stoop down and say, hey, you know, right now we can't do that, but maybe we can think about that at another time. Right now, let's focus on what we're doing here, and you know, do you need some help? You know, just talking on their levels from uh, from a, as a child really, I, I think, helps them understand. It's not all bad, you know, because yeah. a lot of a lot of the things that they deal with daily, you know, people are, they're treating them differently. And I think if you get down on their level and just talk to them, it really helps. And isn't that, I mean, that's across the board to seek first to understand and then be understood. You know, how many times right. do we make assumptions and then slap a label onto someone and they end up living that label and whatever characteristics and so-called deficits go with it. So thank you so much for, for doing the work you do and for the sensitivity that you have around that. I heard a, a wonderful term that we live in a pseudo attention deficit disorder society because we're inundated continuously with stimulus from cell phones to computers and you know, now anymore we walk around with our cell phones and we're never far really from somebody texting us or being hooked in and wondered if you, if you, what your thoughts are on, you know, as a culture, because you mentioned, you mentioned some adults. I believe you said that there were more adults that were being diagnosed with ADHD. Wondered if this phenomena is part of, living in such a stimulated, overstimulated culture that induces the behavior, or if it's been latent in them and then it comes out, or there's more awareness to what ADHD is? Well, I personally, one, I think what happened was because the uh, DSM uh, did change on uh, with the age bracket that was allowed to be diagnosed, um, that more adults are now being diagnosed with ADHD. Um, two, you know, I think it's hard to to really, I guess, pinpoint if, you know, the technology and the constant barrage of uh, everything around us uh, causes more, more ADD-like symptoms or uh, things like that. It's because it, I, I guess... You know, when you look at, at, at it overall, you know, the, uh, for me, I think it's still, I don't really see necessarily an increase. What I see is the adults that are being diagnosed have have had it and they just didn't know it. And now are being, you know, they go to the doctors because they're be, they're hearing more about it and people are talking more about it. And now people, you know, they're saying, hey, you know, maybe you're talking to a friend. Maybe you should talk to your doctor about, you know, this. Um, you seem to have some of the symptoms. Uh, and when, when an adult realizes or is diagnosed with ADHD like that and they have 
you know, the number of symptoms and things. Yeah, it's a shock for them. But in turn, I also think that I feel they re it really helps them get a grasp on the rest of their life and how to start dealing with and understanding the challenges they have every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, there's something there's something really beautiful about um, acknowledging acknowledging who we are and any sort of symptom or, or diagnosis um, that we get labeled with. Because I I am a firm believer that with whatever we deal with right next to it is a solution and it's often our greatest gift as I'm hearing you becoming very familiar, being very proactive in the world of ADHD and I recognize there are other areas that you're passionate about as well um, that we'll get to but it, it seems like you've really been able to embrace your ADHD and recognize it's a day-to-day, moment-by-moment journey that you're on and something that that will probably be with you for the rest of your life. Um, so kudos to you for for being so proactive rather than collapsing into it and being a victim of it, which is, um, I don't hear you being a victim at all. And, and you can. It's tough. It's tough to, you know, every day uh, to not be uh, a victim of ADHD because it can really take control of your life. And quite frankly, Catherine, I'm not going to sit here and say that there are days that I, you know, there are days that I struggle and there are days that, you know, my wife struggles. Uh, you know, even my children struggle with dad, you know, having ADHD, you know, forgetting things and, uh, you know, just the challenges daily are, are, are they're difficult. And, you know, look, it's, there's all kinds of things we can do to try to make our daily lives better. Uh, you know, with even with ADHD, you know, you hear a lot of you know people talk about you know making lists and and sticking by um, you know a routine and you know and I've done all of that and it's it's really you know it's tough to find that right combination of things that work for each person because every person is going to be different. You know, you may be diagnosed with ADHD overall. But every person is going to be different with how they cope with it, how they can handle it, and, you know, day-to-day, -day, the things that will help them get through their days. Mm -hmm. So I'm going, to ask, I'm going to ask a question that, that may be difficult, but sometimes it's, it's interesting to delve into that. Do you feel at all that, do you feel at all that it, the environment that you grew up in or even in utero that it it was part of you being born with ADHD? And the reason I ask that is I I used to teach positive discipline Rudolf Dreicher's work down in Oregon and one of our one of our main teachers there was a um a physician up in Salem area, his name was Taylor, and um, he tailorized working with kids and, and often said that the environment was often conducive to 
symptoms that children showed, you know, aggressive behavior, ADHD or ADD, and wondered through your own through your own experience, and not to put, I'm certainly not putting blame on families because I know we do the very best we can. Being a mother myself, um, wondered if if any of your environment or any of your research or um, education has focused in on how your environment may or may not have nurtured or not nurtured your symptoms of ADHD. Yeah, and um, I think. I think that's great. Uh, that's a great question, to be honest. Um, one of the things I do know is uh, my dad, without a doubt, it, without a doubt, is that he has he has ADHD. Whether you know he would admit it or not, uh, I know he does. Um, you know, so I think you know I don't know how much study has been done on genetics with ADHD. My son has it for sure, um, and my daughter. I think you know. I, I don't you know. I don't know how much your audience knows, but uh, this is definitely something to keep in mind. Uh, girls and women manifest ADHD much differently than boys and men do. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind. But you know, my daughter, she has a little bit of uh, inattentiveness, but I'm not one to jump on the. Uh, "Quote unquote ADD bandwagon either, so I've kind of let her work through uh, a little bit to see how hers might, you know, might progress or might work. Um, and so far, she's been doing good. But my my son definitely he ha- he's been diagnosed and does have it. So I just wonder if you know some of it's not genetic, n- genetic, um, environmental factors. You know, I I believe that there are many things." That when as we grow up, that are environmentally uh, mold us, that you know that mold us into who we are. Uh, it's hard for me to say, you know, being diagnosed so young, that uh, environmentally, uh, that it, any of my environmental factors affected my diagnosis, um, because I don't really think that it did for me anyway, and I, I would. Um, it would be some interesting studies to really see and study that, uh, Catherine. I, that would be, uh, I don't know if, how much has been done out there about that uh, environmental factors and ADHD, but I guess for me, you know, the, your, to answer your question is I don't personally think environmental factors had a whole lot to do with my ADHD. Um, but and I meant, I meant environmental as far as your environment, you know, the environment that you grew up with. Yeah, Not yeah, so that's, and that's what yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. And you know, my my, um, you know, I had, uh, you know, I won't get into it here, but you know, I had a pretty rough childhood. Um, there were there, you know, a lot of things happened to me when I was a child. Um, so it, it's kind of hard for to to get. Um, how should I say? You know, I guess get my head around because. You know, um, up to the age of seven, I lived with my father, uh, and there was nothing uh, that I can pinpoint. My mother really wasn't around. Um, so up until the point, and then my father remarried, and then that's a whole other story in and of itself. So, you know, what's interesting, I guess, when you ask that question is that my father did remarry 
did get remarried at age seven. So I wonder if that didn't, that might've had something to do with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I've thought a lot it's about it. it. Now, now that you asked the question, it really kind of, you know, gets my, my, uh, gets me thinking. Well, it's interesting because not only do I, I work with highly sensitive people, but I also work with family systems, and um, it brings in epigenetics and um, genes and the work of Bruce Lipton, who did the stem cell development and Candice Pert neuropeptides and science, neuroscientists, et cetera, that, that bring in the science of, of how past trauma unless it's resolved or the genetic code that gets passed on to us from generation to generation often, often will bring patterns forward. So, you know, it's, it's never any accident when someone, for instance, has a propensity towards addiction or um, anxiety or ADHD or ADD. If you looked within the system, you may see that there was a, a pattern that was creating the, um, the field for it to develop. So that's why those questions that I'm coming, that I'm asking you about are, are because of the own, my own work that I do when I work with systems and patterns. So I appreciate you, you stepping into the unknown and asking these questions, answering these questions. Um, and I appreciate your candidness and openness about, about answering them and pondering them. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, and I think, you know, anything I can do to help anybody out there or even work through their diagnosis, I mean, that's what I'm here for. Well, good, and you're being an excellent example of that. So please tell me what some of the good, um, what is good about having ADHD that you found? Well, there is actually quite a lot. There is quite a lot good, uh, uh, you know, um, it's, you know, one of the main things I find um, that is very good, but, you know, sometimes can be a bad thing, too, depending on where you are and and the situation, but it's called hyper-focus, and it's one of the things that I always point to uh, for people, for, you know, adults and, and people with ADHD, that what it is is it's it's, it's a laser like focus on getting something done. Um, so, for instance, in 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 what I do, you know, uh, in technology, uh, I'll tend to have a project that I need to get done. And what happens is, I will get so focused on that project that uh, nothing around me. Or even sometimes my wife talks to me, I don't, you know, I really don't pay attention because I'm so focused on what I'm doing, even sometimes to the point that I get frustrated or or angry because somebody's interrupting me. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that can be a very good thing, especially if, you know, if you're, if you're in the type of job that requires that, but can be, you know, kind of a, a rough thing too. You know, let, um, you know, if you know anybody with ADHD, I mean, they're typically they're very, very optimistic. They're ha- They're typically happy people. They're, you know, they're they're optimistic about life. Um, although a lot of times, you know, inwardly they may be feeling differently, but outwardly, you know, 
uh, people with ADHD tend to be very optimistic. Um, you know, we're very, very, very resilient. We bounce back very easily. Uh, you know, what that has to do with, I'm not sure. You know, you know if, if we take, it, it might go with some of the optimism. We take life in stride. Um, you know, those, those types of things that really um, can, can help you uh, get through daily life. You know, um, we're generous. You know, some of the amazing things, I mean, uh, a lot of, a lot of adults, they're very, very generous. Uh, you know, it's like I said, when you look at some of the famous people you have, you know, like, um, I, you know, I go to Michael Phelps a lot because, uh, you know, he's very well known and you know, a lot of people don't know, you know, might not know that he has ADHD. But when you look mm-hmm. at Michael Phelps, his hyper-focus on his swimming uh, but then you also look at some of the, you know, he's had some challenges in life too, you know, a couple years ago or whatever, you know, he got himself into some trouble and, you know, some things like that, but he bounced back and, you know, look at what he did this past year. Um, Pretty amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, so when you look at, when you take a look at, he's, uh, you know, Michael Phelps is really the, the epitome or, or how should I say the, the, you know, the ultra, ADHD person where, you know, you can really follow him and see, you know, he's been in trouble with some, you know, the law and, you know, nothing major, but, you know, just little things. Um, but, you know, now he's, he is an incredible person and, and, you know, he's look at what he's done. I mean, he is over excelled when you, you know, you know, when you look at people like even people like uh, um, Steve Jobs and, uh, you know, of Apple and, um, some of the, a lot of the tech guys out there, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very interesting, uh, and amazing, uh, you know, the, the qualities of these people and, uh, going back a little bit to the children, you know, I'm a, I firmly believe that if we can learn somehow to nurture the, if you're diagnosed with ADHD and, and control it and understand it and and find that focus, that hyper-focus for person of what they enjoy and love doing, you will create a, a, a quote-unquote Michael Phelps out of that person. Right. Um, and you I, know, I, and I, I think um, – what were we going to complete? What were we going to say? I just said I firmly believe that. And it's interesting because as, you know, wrapping back around to what I said earlier with looking to looking at the root and not so much, not so much diagnosing or pathologizing. I, I guess I, I look at like the 12 different intelligence that we have, the different styles of learning with my son, with his dyslexia he he learned other ways to be able to take in information. He learned other ways to do emotional regulation. He learned ways that he could excel, excel in areas that were conducive to his type of learning instead of trying to fit into a little box or 
even with my highly sensitive self, which I pushed away for years and years, to recognize that we take in information in different ways. And it's almost like creating more tolerance, more compassion, um, more understanding and the willingness to really listen deeply to how people present themselves or notice how people present themselves because, of course, we're not all cookie cutter. And I I guess part of what I want to say is because of people having ADHD or whatever that it's not a pathology, that is, it's not a a disease or, you know, anything to be ashamed of, which I, I hear you talking that there isn't shame in that. But I think sometimes people can really feel shamed, especially when they get labeled with something that is so misunderstood and we'll say ADHD because we're talking about that in our culture. It can really put a downer on people of who they think of themselves as being and who they see themselves as being. And wondered if you wanted to to comment on that. Yeah, I, and I, I do. I do think there's there's definitely a stigma, you know, around uh, ADHD and people with ADHD. You know, they're they're you know they're bad or. Um, they're they're the bad kids, if you will. You know, they're the uh, you know they're the kids that can't sit still or they can't you know they can't do anything. Um, they're the kids that throw temper tantrums. Um, you know those types of things. You know, as soon as uh, you're diagnosed with ADHD, even as an adult, you know it's not it's looked on uh, very almost negatively. You know, in even in the workplace if you mention, you know, that you have ADHD or, um, you know, all right away, they're going to think, well, he's not going to be able to get anything done. He or she, uh, you know, they won't, they won't be able to sit still or, you know, you know, is this the type of employee that I want to deal with? Uh, you know, and I think that is very, that personally, I mean, I think that's the wrong thinking. You know, if if an employer would take that person knowing that they have ADHD and put them in a position that they can excel at and that they can take what they love and and just focus on that, you know, they will that 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 employee will be second to none of the other employees that you have. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's always interesting how the DSM, and for those who are listening who may not know what the DSM is, it's a way to diagnose folks that have certain conditions, traits, um, and they get, for lack of another word, they get labeled with it, or and it's also a way for them to get treatment. Um, that the DSM is always changing. Different diagnoses are coming in. This is a little on the side, but they're, they even have a diagnosis within the DSM for voter anxiety that people actually are distri- are exhibiting anxiety around voting um, because it creates so much internal turmoil. So what we're talking about, there is so much, in many ways, there's so much controversy and, you know, ways to do it. And I think unless someone is actually dealing with, in your case, dealing with that, that wisdom and that knowledge and that acceptance of having ADHD, um, that you find the way that's perfect for you and help others find the way that's perfect for them as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
what are some of the what are some of the bad things that you've talked a little bit about the the bad things about having ADHD, but what are what are some other well, some of, you know, when we talk about the bad things of ADHD or the, uh, you know, quote unquote, maybe the negative uh, aspects of having ADHD, you know, anybody with ADHD knows, you know, it's a lot of the, you know, the forgetfulness, even, you know, when you put, even when you put things on your calendar, um, you know, uh, or, you, you know, you try to schedule things, it's a constant uh, you know, just forgetting appointments or forgetting, you know, well, where did I put my keys or, you know, uh, my, you know, daily, I think, you know, my wife is just blown away by, uh, you know, the, the level of just, you know, she doesn't, she, she does her best God love her to, to um, understand. And she really does. Uh, you know, but, and quite, quite frankly, I under I realize it's a challenge for anybody that is you know that is a that is around me. But it's it's one of those things that if you do understand, uh, you know, you know, we're very forgetful. Um, that we, you know, we tend to be very impulsive. Um, you know, we don't. You know, a lot of us, I mean, it, it, we go to extremes, so, you know, our feelings sometimes go to extremes, you know, for me, it's, uh, I don't sleep very well. Um, you know, I, uh, it's, you know, I'm very restless all the time. Um, you know, some of those types of things, even, you know, at work, just, you know, the lack of just being able to finish a project or getting something done. Uh, you know, I can't tell you how many things I might have, you know, that are half or three quarters completed. Uh, it, and why does that happen? You know, I, I can't answer that. I don't, I don't know. I think it's, you know, it's one of those things where your attention gets pulled away from something to something else. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're working, you're working on something. And next thing you know, you know, maybe somebody interrupts you and says, Hey, can you come here for a minute? And you never get back to that or, you know, your focus gets redirected to something else. And that's something that, uh, you know, with ADHD, uh, you know, some of the, those negative things where people say, well, you know, they never get anything done. Uh, mm. yeah. you know, they never complete anything. If people around you understand, well, you know, my focus has to be on that. And if you pull my focus away for anything or any reason, it's not going to get done. Let me finish this till completion. That's when things will start to change. Mm -hmm. So if those, you know, for children, if those things are nurtured, you know, to where you help them focus, you help them stay focused on that. Or if they do lose focus, you maybe take them away for, you know, a few minutes and then bring them back and have them refocus on that. After a while, what happens is they learn to do that themselves. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, well, adults, it's a little difficult because you've been li living with it your whole life. Well, it's really wonderful because what I hear you saying is that when there's when one becomes very aware of how you are, how your body is, how your mind works, 
it's creating very clear boundaries, clear communication, and also self-care to take care oh, of self and let others know, you know, around you. And even, you know, that just because, you know, one of the things that I've learned is just because I let somebody know doesn't necessarily mean it's any easier for them. Right. Yeah. You know, um, I may, you know, I'm trying to make it easier by letting them know. I'm trying to help them understand, you know, who I am and the reasons that I do things. But that doesn't necessarily, and one of the things you have to remember with ADHD you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that it, it makes it easier for that person. Mm-hmm. You know, they may understand a bit better, but it doesn't make it easier for them because it is. It's a struggle. And anything that we can do on our end to make some of the things that we do daily not as prominent in our life, to you know, even if it's just one thing a day, the people around you will notice that and, you know, uh, you know, even if it's just, you know, simply every day when you get up, you know, just pick your clothes up. Maybe that might be lying by your bed. Uh, yeah. you know, every day, do that. Start doing that every day. What you'll find out is that next thing you know, you just do it automatically. Because um, so, the little things always add up to big things. And it's really being, what I also hear you saying, it's really being accountable and responsible for where you are and what you're doing and training people in some ways how to be with you. I'm sure your wife is and your kids are learning how to be with you and as you're learning to be with them as well. Absolutely, yes. What are some of the amazing qualities and amazing things about having ADHD. Oh, the, you know, I think one of, one of the most amazing things is our ability to uh, be social. I think that's probably the best word. Uh, Years ago, I was a salesman. Uh, You know, I worked for a company selling copiers. And in that role as a salesman selling, you know, copiers, um, I worked for the company for about you know, four, four or five years, and during that time, I sold the biggest sale that company had ever had in 30 years of the company. And my point being is that people with ADHD tend to, you know, one of the amazing things about them is they are very social. You know, when you're mm-hmm. around an ADHD person, that they you know, they just radiate with, you know, uh, they're very, uh, you know, like I said earlier, they're very optimistic. They're happy. They tend to read people very well. And, you know, so when they're in social situations and things, they tend to, you know, just kind of draw that attention towards them and, and are, are lively and, and, and fun to be around. But one of the things I do want to mention, though, is even though, you know, you see that part of that person just, you know, you want to keep in mind that even somebody that is diagnosed with ADHD, they tend to have a lot of internal struggles. Have a lot of internal but, struggles? Yes, yes. So you want to, you know, you definitely want to keep that in mind. But, you know, the, that, you know, getting back to the amazing things is that they're, you know, just being around them, they're, you know, they're, they're fun. They are, you know, like I said, they're very social. And um, 
to know them basically is to love them, but also sometimes to know them is to, you know, pull your hair out too. So uh, it's ADHD is, you know, your, your daily challenge with your daily inspiration all put together. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I appreciate all all that you are and all that you do, and um, your life sounds your life sounds wonderful with all the different things you're involved in, and also excited with having you on the show next week to talk about something different. Um, before we before we kind of wrap up today's show, is there anything else that you would like to add in regards to our discussion for this last? 15 minutes or so. Yeah, I just, you know, I really want, uh, one, adults with ADHD to, you know, recently been diagnosed. Please not let that diagnosis control your life. Don't let that diagnosis, you know, change who you are, change what you're you're doing or or where you want to go or who you want to be. You know, uh, grasp that diagnosis and, and understand it. You know, now you know, you know what's been going on in your life. Now you can learn from that. You know, if you're in a, if you're a, a parent who has a child with ADHD, you know, help that child nurture that ADHD because I can I can tell you, if you do that, you will have a child that grows into something amazing. So please, you know, if you have questions or, or, you know, do, do some research, you know, talk, talk to people, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm obviously I have my own coaching, but there's plenty of resources and, and, and other uh, things out there that you can look up. Just try to understand it and don't let anybody tell you, that it's a bad thing or there's nothing you can do because there all there is and mm-hmm. it, 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 it can help. Thank you. Yeah. I always, I have the belief that we're all born. None of us get on our unscathed from what we face and things that we overcome in our lives. And the belief that, that right next to whatever challenge that we have is our gift. And, um, part of what really I'm so attracted to are those who have overcome their so-called adversities or their challenges and soar like the Phoenix, you know, and are able to be spokespeople for those who may have lost their way and lost their voice. So thank you for, for being a spokesperson to to help people remember the blessing of who they are, despite whatever condition. Yeah. And also, I know that there's um, there's a gift to be offered to listeners. Do you want to talk a little bit about what your gift is? Sure, yeah. If you go to addmentor.com and you just you know, pop in your email there, uh, I am putting together a, an e-book. Uh, just, it's called you know, Take Control Back. And it gives you some daily strategies, some daily life tips, uh, if you've been diagnosed with ADHD, uh, and I kind of in this one I kind of focus on adults uh, to help you daily, you know, some tips and things that will, you know, kind of take you through a process from 
waking up in the morning to going to bed at night, uh, you know, tips on how to just get through the day uh, with somebody as somebody with ADHD and, you know, just make your daily life just uh, that little bit better. So, um, you know, go addmentor.com and just pop in your email. Well, thank you. And listeners, please take advantage of this generous gift. And as usual, I always talk about my my guests for next week, and, and I'm always surprised with how fast time goes that next Tuesday will be will already be in um, November. It'll be the second or the first of November. So again, Dan um, Saya will be on as my guest next week. Dan, what are you going to be discussing next week? Well, next week's not going to be, you know, ADHD. um, I'm also a technology guru. I love technology. Uh, So next week, I think we'll be talking about technology and some of the the newer uh, technologies coming out. And, you know, with the holidays coming out, there's a lot of really cool things out that I think people will be interested in. Well, good. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing where you put your beautiful ADH service, and <laughs> and how you can how you can help others maybe get their own ADH thing going to find the stimulus and find the passion. And so, everyone listening, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you know others who may benefit from our shows please um, have them go to www.blogtalk forward slash authenticmessengers.com. I have several uh, guests that are scheduled out for a couple of months. So if you're not able to listen while the show is being aired live, you can always go to our archive show. And please, again, like us on Facebook. And thank you so much, Dan, for the time you took today and Wonderful that that the project you're doing with Tammy and Denise, who are the founders of Authentic Messengers, that you two, all of you are working together. So I'm excited to see um, where that will take you. So. Thank you so much, Catherine, for allowing me to, you know, talk about ADHD and just get the word out a little bit. I really appreciate it. Well, you did a wonderful job. And for listeners out there, be kind to yourself, love each other. This is a time of tremendous, um, it can be a time of tremendous turmoil and struggle and know that love is, love is all there is. And when we love one another and we love ourselves, we can make it a better world. Thank you, Dan. Be well. Thank you, Catherine.